So the big question is this, how do we overcome stuttering without years of speech therapy, expensive ear devices, or old school methods that don't really work in the real world? And how do we master our stutter so we can become the confident and fluent speakers we all deserve to be? That is the question, and this is the podcast that will give you the answer. My name is Daniel Francis, and welcome to the Master Your Stutter Podcast. Yeah, I think pretty much, Jamal, we are live, sir. We are live in the overcoming stuttering community. Um, You know, one of the best communities um, on Facebook ever created in the entire world. I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, we're we're, we're pretty cool. But uh, what's up, everyone? For for everyone jumping on, I want to introduce our next guest all the way from the U dot, I don't know how to do K, 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 all the way from the UK, like K. I don't even know. Right. <laughs> um, we, got, we got the one and only uh, Jamal Muse, the creator of the Jamal Muse show, okay, he has a podcast. Um, what, what episode would I be on, on your podcast? Would I be nine uh, or ten? You would be because I've not done any interviews in in the last two three weeks. You would be either episode nine or ten. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Jamal is an awesome guy. He actually came into um, into the overcoming stuttering community. Um, I would say what about a month ago. And well, no, yeah, I think when I joined, there were only about ten people in the group actually. Yeah. 10? Yeah. yeah, about yeah. 10 or so. Cr- crazy. Um, so obviously time has kind of flown by and um, you know now we're obviously close to 500. But this isn't about me and the community. This is about the big man over here. Um, <laughs> and um, I want to introduce him. He actually got me onto his podcast and we just vibed, man. We just – I don't know what it was, but I, I thought that was a beautiful um, talk that we had. And it was very genuine, very real. And I thought I would do you the honors of bringing you onto here on the platform. I think you got a lot of knowledge to share. Um, you know, love seeing your stories, love seeing what you're doing on social media. Uh, but more importantly, man, I, I just enjoy you as a person. So I would want the whole I want the whole community to, to kind of see uh, who you are, your story, um, what you're all about, and then uh, you know, let's let's just let's just kind of get into it. So. Jamal, if there's any opening words you'd like to say, kick it off, sir. Well, firstly, I think you're being too generous <laughs> with your words. <laughs> and the pleasure is all mine, honestly. Uh, I'm very excited to be on. So let's do it, bro. Cool, cool, man. Well, um, you know, let's just let's just kind of get into it. I I love hearing people's story of where they've kind of started. Um, to how they became the person they am today. So tell me about Jamal. Tell me, tell me where he grew up. Tell me, you know, you know, relating to communication. Tell me about when you started to become aware of your stutter, and then kind of get into like all the steps of what you did to really be the man you are today. Where you know you're, you've started a podcast and you're very open about, you know, your, you know, your quote unquote, if you want to call it an insecurity, you kind of grew up with. Um, to jumping onto live, which is not easy for someone who's obviously had a stutter. Um, yeah. So, kind of get into that. Kind of tell us about yourself and 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 who you are. Cool, man. Thank you. So, I started, you know, I guess from the age of about four or five, and and at that age, it's not something that you're aware of. And I think it was only when I reached eight or nine that I started being aware, you know what, I sound different. <laughs> and that's when, and um, you know what, I've got to give credit to my parents because as soon as they realized that I was speaking differently or I wasn't speaking uh, as I should have been because I come from a large family, there's seven of us, you know, uh, growing up in London, in fact, our, our first home was this tiny home and we only had three bedrooms and there were four boys and three girls and my parents so the boys shared one bedroom 
the girls one bedroom and my parents the other bedroom so it was a very very cozy household and uh, i was the only one who started it in the house and i don't think there's anyone you know of my relatives or distant relatives or anyone that i know in my close in this uh, in my close family circle that started but why i started is irrelevant um just a small digression here um I used to be really obsessed about why I started and trying to figure out what made me start out and all those, you know, all those questions. And what I've come to realize is that if you ask the wrong questions or if you ask bad questions of yourself, then you'll get bad answers. Bad answers, yeah. And, and right now I'm of the view that, you know what, I was given this to, I was given this stuff, I was given this gift because I, I truly do see it as a gift now. And it's taken me a long time to change my mindset about the way I see it. But I see it as a gift now. And I see it as a way of God uh, making me the man that I am today. And if it weren't for my startup, I think my life would have taken a completely different trajectory. Uh, so that's just a small digression. So I started from a very young age. And there's videos of me, you know, uh, being five or six, just stomping my feet on the ground, trying to get the words out. Uh, and and everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> and, um, uh, I went to therapy, you know, I've, you know, my story is quite typical. Um, I wouldn't say it's anything special. Uh, during high school, I couldn't put my hand up. I didn't go to my school prom. I went to therapy. Um, uh, and wow. They would make me read line over line, you know, line after line after line and until I read those lines fluently and um, and that didn't help and whenever I would see improvement in that sterile environment of a therapist as soon as I stepped out it'd be back to square one uh, uh, because that environment is very safe and you might think you're making progress and the, and the speech therapist it might be giving themselves a pat on the back <laughs> but really that environment it doesn't necessarily extrapolate to the real world outside and so mm -hmm. whenever i went outside boom i'm like oh my god where did my progress go so it was only when i was about 18 or 19 that i really started to uh do something about it um i guess i i was just a bit content uh not content but i was quietly dissatisfied with it throughout my teenage years and i kind of accepted it as you know what it is what it is, I'll just live with it. And I kind of resigned myself to certain careers, actually. I remember when I was 17, I made a big list of all the possible careers I could do. And right at the top of the list were all the jobs that involved speaking. So it was, you know, number one was being prime minister, <laughs> number two was being a teacher, and right at the bottom were all the jobs that I could potentially do because they didn't involve speaking. And it was, you know, playing football, being, you know, a water boy, you know, all these other menial tasks. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I was good at football. You know, I played semi-pro, but I was never good enough to actually make it to the big leagues. Uh, mm. so, so that flopped. And uh, uh, just fast forward a few years, actually, I did become a teacher, which was, you know, beyond my wildest dreams. And, uh, and in fact, I did that partly because I wanted to prove everyone wrong. Because I remember when I was applying for teaching, um, mm. my parents, my friends, uh, my best friend even, I remember I was sitting with him and he told me, hey, Jamal, you know, uh, you've got a stutter. And because uh, I, I was kind of open about it with certain people. And he advised me in a very sincere way. And he, and I, I'm convinced that he was coming from the right place. And he goes to me, hey, Jamal, are you sure you want to be a teacher? Because you're, you're standing in front of kids and, and kids can be a bit heartless, a bit ruthless. Are you going to be able to manage that? And that kind of hurt uh, because I wanted them to cheer me on. And even my own parents were like, you know, Jamal, do you want to try something else? And uh, I said, screw that. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so just to go into that a bit more and maybe share some value with your listeners, bro. Um, like the perfect moment will never come. 
the moment where the stars align and everything is just cushy and and there are no problems and you wait for that perfect opportunity it will never come and and sometimes well in fact all the time you just have to go for it and create that opportunity uh, as they say in latin you know uh, find a way or make a way and through teaching it was through teaching where i was speaking to kids of 30 or more at any one time and i was teaching for six seven hours a day wow. uh, where i where i found my voice and i did stutter but the students the students didn't care and the reason why they didn't care is because i didn't care and you sub communicate that whenever you're speaking to anyone as i'm sure you know when you have an insecurity and uh, and you're you're very subconscious about it and you kind of wear it on your sleeve then they will they'll pick up on that and they'll see that you're being weird about it you're not owning it and then they're going to feel all weird about it but because i owned it the kids never said a word about it even though my startup at that time in my early 20s was pretty noticeable it was a lot more like i wasn't as as smooth speaking uh, as i am now i was blocking almost on every other sentence so uh, but they didn't care and that's one thing i really want to just drive home if you don't care and you own it and you're fully accepting of your stutter then mm-hmm. everyone else is going to feel the same way you will tell them how to react to you and i'm sure you felt that i'm sure you've experienced that in your own way daniel right yeah yeah for sure no you know what that you just brought out um a really good idea or a really good concept that's always kind of been in my head of how i've kind of overcome it which was um you know um it's very easy when you stutter um or when you when you know that you have this problem to not speak and what happens is that kind of becomes it becomes worse your speech actually becomes worse because you're not actually confronting your speech so what i've kind of realized even with your story is you teaching in front of all these kids forced you to speak and then what i'm guessing is jamal you found words that maybe you stumbled with and struggled with but you didn't care and then you maybe you kept saying that word like say you kept stuttering on the word banana and you know at the beginning you know normally you wouldn't even talk so you wouldn't even say the word banana but now you're in front of all these kids and you're like i'm talking about bananas so i have to say the word banana right and what <laughs> happens at the beginning you might be like you might be like banana and then over time days weeks months go by and you keep saying the word banana and now you're this person who doesn't even stutter on the on the word banana anymore, which is why you're on this podcast speaking fluently. That's that's kind of what I'm realizing. Is that is that kind of what happened to you? Yeah, um, I think just on a broader level, uh, just by going and speaking to these kids, you know, a class of kids after class of kids, uh, with each lesson I taught, with each hour of teaching, and, and that increased my overall confidence. And I became very mm. gradually, very slowly, a more competent speaker. I remember there was like obviously at the beginning of every lesson you have to do the class register, and and you have to say all the kids' names one by one. And there was this one student's name I I forgot the name, but it began with R. It just killed me all the time. <laughs> I'm like bloody hell, man! Change your name, bro. <laughs> um, and uh, and so whenever so. Initially, and yeah, and I would have that same class for the whole academic year. So yes. initially, I'd always get a bit worked up as that name came up, as it got nearer and nearer to that name. And then, uh, and I didn't necessarily practice saying that name over and over, over again. What I did was, I um, well, two things happened. I became a bit more confident day by day. So confidence is literally a skill that's what i really want to make clear confidence is a skill the more mm-hmm. you practice it the more you throw yourself into situations that demand confidence you will gradually become more confident there's no two ways about it you can read all the books in the world out there you can watch all the youtube videos or whatever uh, and mm-hmm. that might give you that initial motivation but true confidence is a skill that needs practicing and you have yes. to go out and practice it uh, so I guess I became more confident day by day. So I was less phased by by that word. Uh, so initially, so I became 
um, you know, uh, I, I started to believe that I could say it without stuttering. Mm -hmm. So it was a belief. And a belief is simply something that you believe with certainty. And it's not like an on and off switch. It's literally like a volume dial. So I, and so I became more nice. and more believing in myself that I could say these words. I could speak in front of people whether or not I started. And that's something else I really want to say, uh, Daniel, is that um, uh, stuttering, if I made my goal, if I made my mission to, to speak without stuttering while teaching yeah. those students, then I would have, you know, I would have flopped. That, that would have been the totally wrong idea and my students would have known that and I, would have, I wouldn't have taught the way that I did. Wow. So your intention for speaking, your intention for actually opening your mouth should be very clear and it should be uniform and it should be to communicate a message and stuttering should be regardless. Yeah. Right now, actually, before coming on this live, I was think uh, I could have thought, you know what, I'm going to come on this live and I'm going to try and be fluent and I'm going to try and you know uh, try to hide my stutter as as much as possible. And if I did that, then yeah. I wouldn't be speaking in the same way that I am now, which is a bit more open, a bit more self-expressive. So your intention for speaking it should be clear. So my intention for teaching was to really teach the kids, connect with them, build rapport and impart knowledge on them. And so uh, just to answer your question, uh, yeah, it was more of a gradual thing where I started to believe my confidence level just gradually increased day by day being in the classroom. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. You know, there's there's a common theme with a lot of people that, um, like I've had, I've had the last five podcasts and you're obviously you're number five, and there's a common theme with all of them and I keep like promoting the hell out of this thing um, which is public speaking and whether it was Julia, whether it was Jay, whether it was, you know, just again, like Chase and, and Caleb, now you, a lot of people that overcome their stutter, you know, in a way kind of over, they overcome it through public speaking in some sense <clears throat> where they're not just speaking one-on-one. -on -one were to really become the fluent speaker that they want to become, they do it in front of crowds of people. Like when you, when I heard of Julia, it was my, it was on podcast to uh, Julia Hamblin, and she like literally she did public speaking competitions, and with that she actually overcame it, and she was so um, real and authentic with her speech, and um, and they were so inspired by her that they promoted her to president. Obviously, she worked very hard, but it was like the public speaking aspect was one of inspiration to the people around her, um, but it was a way of them to, uh, you know, her to overcome her stutter. And even with you, what I've kind of realized, and correct me if I'm wrong, you overcame your stuttering, or you got, you became a lot more fluent after you started to teach in front of a crowd of 30 people every single day. Yeah. Would you agree with that? So, <clears throat> and what, right, and then what I also realized is like, like, Speech therapy is good. I'm, I'm, I, I will never talk bad about speech therapy, but for someone to really unlock that version of them, which is this confident person on this podcast, Jamal Muse, what's up? Da da da. You got to go from the from the therapy room, or from your mom's basement, or from the one friend you talk to, to this person that you're speaking to a full crowd of individuals. And some people do it as a teacher. Other people do it as a competition. I did it in sales. That method, everyone who's listening on this on this call, you want to get over your stutter, public speak. What do I talk about? I don't know. You figure it out. Who's the audience? I don't know. Make the decision first and you'll find the audience. So yes. that's kind of what I'm realizing is a lot of people, they overcame it through speaking in front of large crowds and then when they had this one-on-one -on -one conversation, they spoke fluently perfect because they handled at such a degree, um, um, which is much harder than just talking to a person one-on-one -on -one because I guarantee before you started teaching your class, I guarantee the night before you were practicing your notes, you were practicing what you were going to say. You became aware of what you were going to do and you know you just got better at it. So when you went and spoke in front of the, you know, like, you, like when you teach, you're what? You're literally speaking to a classroom of what, uh, or of how many hours a day? So you're at school from for eight nine hours a day, 
How many hours are you speaking a day? Five, six hours. So you, you're speaking five, you're doing public speaking for five, six hours a day, right? You do that over yeah. years and look at the yeah, person you are now. And when you're public speaking, you're, you have to, you, it's all a sale. Like, you know, a lot of people don't really get the sales is everything. As a teacher, you got to sell the students on listening to you, <laughs> right? Exactly. You have to sell them to be like, hey guys, in the nicest way possible, I'm the leader. I'm the guy in charge, right? Like exactly. I have to, because if you're not in charge, some, some, some kid in the back is running the whole classroom and they're not really listening to you. And that just shows you're not a really good teacher if you can't control the room, right? So mm. anyway, I just mm. want to kind of throw that in there because that's kind of something that I just realized is there's a no, common no. trend and something that I preach is public speaking. That's exactly correct, man. No, no, that's correct. And, uh, and just to go a bit deeper than that, uh, it's not necessarily public speaking. It is anxiety producing situations. And by that time, I mean, yes. if you're in the speech therapist route, um, you're, as I said before, you're in a very safe, sterile environment. Your anxiety level is at zero or, or close to zero. And you're speaking fluently or, or you're speaking a lot better than you might be otherwise. But that environment is totally fake. It is not indicative of the environment outside. But when you're public speaking, your anxiety level initially is going to be high. You're going to be forced to speak while you are uncomfortable. And growth only happens when you're uncomfortable outside of your comfort zone. So it could be public speaking, it can be teaching, it can be doing something or, or doing yeah. anything that makes you nervous, that produces anxiety. One thing that I like to do, or I used to do rather, was I used to call into radio stations. And there was this one radio session called LBC, London Biggest Conversation. And at any one time, there are about... Uh, two to three million listeners. It's the biggest radio uh, station in London. And I used to call up and I wouldn't always get through, but I'd push myself because I'm terrified and I want to do something that bloody terrifies me. So I'd call up and uh, it was a talk show. So they'd always be talking about different topics. So uh, I would try to give my two cents. And sometimes I'd get through and I'd start to, or I wouldn't start to, but, but the whole point was, I would actually feel that, feel that anxiety building, building up inside of me, feeling that fear and doing it anyway. And, and then what happens after that? The following day, you feel a bit more confident, you grow. That's where growth happens. And I did that and maybe I made a fool of myself. Maybe I did, but to be frank, I don't really care. I had very selfish reasons for calling in. <laughs> so as long as you're doing something that makes you anxious, nervous, scared, and you're speaking, then bloody hell, go ahead and, ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I need to share this because it's like jumping out of me and I and I, and I really wanna share. Yeah, so go ahead. Cool, so I, I wanna share, or if I'm gonna ask you, can I share my view on how I look at my life in the world? Of course, man. Go ahead, bro. So this is what I believe. And some people like, I, I don't want to throw in God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. But I, but I actually have a belief, which is like, so I'm a spirit. Okay. So I'm a soul or whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, like this is my body. This is my, my, my vehicle towards experiencing life, which is my body. Right. And um, I actually believe that as a spirit, um, the goal of life is to go through lessons and challenges and you have to overcome them. Okay. Uh, ho hopefully you're keeping along and that's what life is all about. So every single person has different challenges in their own life. Some person, you need to go through the challenge of being too short. You're a male and you're five foot one and that's your challenge in this life. Okay. <laughs> Uh, some other person is like, your challenge in this life is um, you stutter. Another person is you had a very bad family upbringing. Um, another, you know, and whatever, like I can go into like thousands of different challenges or you have a, or if you want to be specific, you, your, your lesson in this life is the lesson of self-confidence. 
and you have to overcome this. How do you overcome it? Well, it's not going to happen over a day. It's going to happen over weeks, months, and years. And you have to right. go through certain certain relationships, certain X, Y, Z, and you have to go through it. And your job is to handle these situations in a positive way. And do you know? Do you know? Do you know if you if you have failed that challenge? Is if you're not actually handling it, if you're not actually confronting it, if you have a negative attitude. If you're like, oh, whatever, like you're just, you're a miserable individual. Mm. That's how you know if you failed it or you don't even want to look at it. Right. So that's actually how I look at life. And when I die in this body or whatever it is, I hit my, my 90 years, my hundred years, hopefully I'll live to 150. Okay. I don't know if I really want to live for that long, but whatever. I hit my dying days. What I'll do is I'll look back and I'll know if I'm happy or I'm miserable if I look back at all the lessons in my life and I go, you know what? I was scared. I did not want to look at that thing. I did not want to do all those things, but I did them and it scared the hell out of me and I'm so glad I did it. And that's actually how I look at life. And I'll, I'll give you one more example. Go ahead. Life is meant to be challenging. Okay. Uh, I'll say that again. And what I mean by that not challenging life is meant to have challenges so okay i'll give an example imagine if life was a soccer game or in the uk a football game okay and your life was just this one game and all it was it was you versus a bunch of five-year-olds okay or let's just say one five-year-old okay there's a huge crowd and it's packed it's the biggest stadium period and it's you and this five-year-old and it, it just, it's lively. It's crazy. And the ball gets dropped and then you score 80 to, and, and they score zero goals. <laughs> now the first game you're like, what's up? What's up? Little kid kicked your butt. What's up? <laughs> and you're like, you're like jumping for joy. You're the happiest person. And then the next day come and you play that game again and then you beat them again. But, but this time you beat them to 90 to zero. And then again, 50 to zero, 60 to zero, or you let them score one goal and then you, you beat them by 72 to one. Okay. Imagine if life was like that, where it was stupid, easy and everything you did had no challenges. You know what would happen? Your life would be boring as hell. Yeah. And some people, some people, some people might say, well, uh, well, at least I don't have to worry or have anxiety or, you know, like imagine you had none of that stuff. I know it sounds good to never have any of that, but that's what makes life enjoyable. Think about a movie. Imagine you saw a movie and it was like this, you know, this person wanted wanted to go after this girl and then he got her like a minute later. That wouldn't be a good movie. That wouldn't be a good movie. What makes a good movie is the, 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 the journey of the protagonist. The challenge. Absolutely. The challenges where he goes yeah. and then there's like an evil bad guy and it's like the ex-boyfriend, he's trying to get her and then everything is stopping you and then the flight gets delayed and then next thing you know, the guy gets into a car accident and then the and then that's what makes a really good story. So I just, I just want to kind of like, that's how I look at my life, like a, like a yeah. full on movie where it's like all these challenges and I, I, everyone watching this call, think of all the challenges you have in your life this is what makes life enjoyable. So look at your challenges and how are you labeling them? Are you labeling them like, oh, my life sucks? Well, dude, you're losing the game. Or you're looking at these things like, okay, what do I got to do to become better to overcome them? Because guess what? The best thing you could ever do is have this hard freaking challenge and beat it. For example, um, I don't know, like a university degree. You spend four years and you're miserable and you're doing all these exams and tests and assignments and you're dealing and you lack of sleep and you're studying and midterms. And after four years, you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's what makes it so. That's why people walk around like, what's up? I graduated here because, you know, that's because they put in their blood, sweat and tears. If you just cut it after an hour, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be bragging about it. So I just want to, I know I just went off on a tangent, but I just want to, that's, that's how I look yeah. at life. If you if you relate to that <laughs> no dude that's a mindset that's a mindset 
and adopting such a mindset will make your life more fulfilling. We live in our heads most of the time. And if you see challenges in a positive way, if you see your stutter or you see a lack of finances or you see you being slighted or you being oppressed as a challenge from God or the universe, then you know that this is a test for you that and, and God or whoever is trying to really make you a stronger person and is, yes. and is trying to take you through these trials and tribulations to really toughen you up, give you skills that you otherwise wouldn't have developed. And the same goes for my startup. Uh, the, the same goes for my business. Um, I, was, I was running a business about two years ago, an e-commerce business. And uh, I was at my most creative. I was pushing the boat out when the sales were low, when I was struggling. And I was, and so that's when I really leveled up in my skill set. And when things were cushy and, and sales were good, you get a bit complacent and sorry lazy lazy yeah lazy complacent whatever you want to call it and that's exactly the case so if your life was all cushy and you were born into a rich family and everything was taken care of uh for you you'd be bored you'd be bored out of your mind um within a short few years and so i i'm totally of the same view and mindset and it, all it needs is a shift in mindset. And just talking about our stutter, bro, mm -hmm. for those that are listening, if they just reframe the way they see their stuttering, they'll see an instant improvement in their overall self rather yeah. than seeing it as, as a shorthand given to them by God or some sort of, uh, you know, curse or whatever. They see it as, right, you know what? There's, I'm, tr I'm, I've got to become a stronger person. I've got to become someone else on the other side by overcoming the struggle. And the person they ultimately end up becoming would never have materialized if it weren't for the starter. That applies to me. That applies to you, I'm sure. You wouldn't be the, the Daniel that's speaking to me now, running this podcast, you know, giving so much value to 400 plus people in, in this group if it weren't for your starter, you'd probably be doing something else right now. But now you're living your life. You're, you're living your dream life. And this is a book that, I'm, that I just finished reading, actually. Uh, everyone listening to this should go check it out. It's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And he talks about how the obstacles, they are actually, uh, rather than being, uh, rather than, than blocking you from your goal, they become the goal. Like they actually take you to your goal. Uh, so it's a really, really great book. And uh, yeah, go check it out, man. Hey, you still there? I'm still yeah, here. Sorry. I guess, I guess the power just, just went out, but uh, we're still good. We're still live. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, this is this is a this is a good discussion so far. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what? Um, that was what I had with what you were saying, is like, your stutter is a big deal until you overcome it. And when I mean overcome it, you know, whatever you want to call it, accept it, be able to speak fluently under. Like when I say when I mean overcome it, and I actually want to ask you this question next, is when I mean overcome it, I mean be able to speak in situations that you, you didn't feel comfortable speaking before. That's to me what overcoming stuttering means. So, um, I don't know, like say you're in a group of five with your friends and you're now back in the day, you'd be someone who wouldn't really speak to that crowd or you wouldn't really speak up. But now that you've overcome your stutter, you're now in that crowd and you're now speaking your mind and you're speaking how you feel, whether you're, freaking stuttering on every word or you're just you're you've overcome it and you know how to like handle those words that you stutter on to me that's what overcoming stuttering means so my question to you is what does overcoming stuttering mean to you yeah i think that definition is spot on because uh to me overcoming your stutter means 
non-avoidance. It means not holding back. Boom. And and whether or not you stutter, as you said, is regardless. It doesn't matter. It's the very fact that you open your mouth and yeah. words come out and whether or not those words are fluent or not, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the very fact that you're speaking up and your voice is being heard. Yeah. Yeah, huge. No, I think um, what, I, what I was going to say before is when you when you overcome your stutter and whatever that means to you, um, you have and then, you know, you're, you're now at a new place in life. And and I, and I would love your two cents on this, but I have a discipline that or not a discipline, but I have a motivation and a drive and an ambition that no one has around me. Like I will work. 18 hour days and sleep six hours and get up and do it again. And I am like, I am so driven. I've like looked at many people around me, people that I was raised by or people that I, I grew up with or friends or family or people that I went to elementary school and high school. And I knew in my twenties, um, I have a crazy drive and this will never go away within me. And I, and I know, you have this within you too, because I can just read people, and I, I and I know you have that. Um, and I, 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 I would say a lot of my drive comes from the fact that I was mocked with my stutter. I was in a position in life where I couldn't speak my mind, and I hated that. That was my biggest, uh, I guess, pet peeve or my biggest annoyance in life. That when I was in a conversation. And I want to speak, I would say, no, Daniel, you're going to stutter. Don't. And now I can. Now I have this drive that's unbelievable. You cannot slow it down. So um, I want to ask you, because that's how you take your weakness and you turn it into your strength. I want to ask you, do you agree with that? Do you agree that a lot of your ambition comes from the fact that you stuttered? And um, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I think that's spot on, man. And it's back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, the your stutter, the very fact that you had you had a debilitating stutter, gave you uh, by going through that journey, by going through those challenges day in day out, where you couldn't speak your mind, where you were being ignored, that sparked the fire inside of you that just now won't let up, <laughs> and it's burning no. fiercely, bro. <laughs> and, and I'm on and, hot and I'm on fire exactly bro bro I'm all the way over here and I'm feeling the blaze bro so <laughs> what, what I want to say is is it it gave you something and it gave you so much it gave you so so much more than just the drive it gave you a skill set that you developed to overcome your stutter and you developed yeah. your skills in speaking you developed your skills in so many other areas and so yeah I, I totally agree with that so your starter, if you're willing to face it head on and look the devil in the eye and really first fully accept it and then go through the just go through the journey in a very direct way where you take massive action day in, day mm-hmm. out, you're going to develop skills and you're going to pick up certain mindsets and you're going to have certain understandings and nuances in life that you never otherwise would have picked up. So, um, you know, and even in my case, uh, even though now I still start every now and then, and I am aware that I'm stuttering, that doesn't bother me because what I know is that my goal, whenever I open my mouth, is to communicate a message. That's yeah. why I'm opening my mouth. And there are yeah. people who don't stutter, who are fluent, who don't have that fear about will I block or not, who can't communicate a bloody message. <laughs> they, can't, they can't string a sentence together. And I used to think, oh my God, I wish I was fluid. I wish I could you know, say something just like yeah. all these other people. But I'm sure you know people in your life who can't bloody speak. Like they're fluent, but they chat a lot of rubbish. And, and, yeah. and their, message is, their message is incoherent and no one can understand what they're truly saying. And no one is even listening to that. But there are people who stutter. I know, I know this one person called Jeremy. He's in his 40s and he has a debilitating stutter. He has this twitch in his voice. Uh, I mean, 
with his mouth. And it's very, very noticeable. But this guy is a lecturer in Thailand. He teaches English. He freaking owns crowds. He commands large crowds. Everyone hangs onto every single word that he says. And he's got this really overt stutter. And he and that's because he owns it and he doesn't care. And he's focused on the message. Yeah, no, that's um, a, uh, an example that kind of came to my head is, um, is it's just like this whole idea of like, um, it's how it's how you respond to it, right? Like there, like there, there could be two dudes, right? Um, um, like there's some guys, for example, that when they take off their shirt and they go to the beach or whatever, they're really insecure about their body, even though they're not that yeah. fat, and they'll like kind of like hide it or like not really yeah, want to yeah. show it or whatever, right? And there's other guys who have like, what's up? I got a dad bod. What's up, man? I do, <laughs> and they don't care. Okay. And they could have the exactly. same body. They have the same body, but it's how that person is responding to it. Right. And just like your stutter, like I have a cousin and, um, you know, he kind of was raised, I wouldn't say a raised stutter, but he has, you know, he, you, you can tell, you know, for, for everyone who's watching, when you have a stutter, you can just like, Oh, does he have a stutter too? Like you just got like this like yeah, six yeah. sense. You're like, oh, I think he has a stutter. <laughs> What's up, my man? Family. <laughs> right. Um, but his dad also grew up with one as well. And I don't know, his dad just like implemented like um, you know, just basically in his ear, like, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man, you're the best, you're the best, <laughs> right? Like in his ear, like even as a kid. So <clears throat> he he'll stutter and he won't care. He'll look you right in the eyes. You'll be like, any, 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 anyways, like he, like he won't, he won't switch. He won't be like, oh no, did they just hear that I just stuttered? Oh, what are they? Like, he doesn't care what people think of him. And you can tell like now he's 18 years old and this, the same way he doesn't care. He doesn't show it. Whereas like I was the opposite. If I opened my mouth um, and I stuttered, I would literally stop talking. Like I've been on phone calls with, with girls back in the day and I'd be stuttering so hard that I would hang up on myself. And then I would call her back and be like, Oh, sorry. I guess we just dropped connection. You st <laughs> are you still there? <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's exactly the same example with the, with the dad bod. Are you rocking that dad bod? Like, what's up? This is me, everyone. <laughs> or are you like, Oh my God, I have a dad bod. I wish I hit the gym and I ate better. <laughs> I don't want to take off my shirt. Right, it's how, how are you responding to that? And what happens is when you respond to that in a positive way, you be actually you actually become more attractive. You do. Yeah. You be and whether it's yeah. whether it's attractive with finding a partner, whether it's attractive in business, whether it's a like say you went to a job interview and you were like, Yeah, this is me, what's up? That that job interviewer will look at you and be like, Wow, this is a good this is a good individual. This is a good, confident individual that knows himself that knows he or she has flaws, but that doesn't mean they're a bad person. You might think you're a bad person because you stutter or not, maybe not a bad person, but like you're not, you lower you down your self-confidence, like kind of going back to it, Jamal. Like I had to overcome a lesson in my life, which was self-confidence. And how do you think I overcame it? By accepting fully my stutter and speaking in situations that scared the hell out of me. That's mm. how I overcame self-confidence. That's how I loved myself. So, by the way, if you guys are if you guys are enjoying this and getting some value, drop some fire emojis, drop something in here, because uh, I I don't know about you, Jamal, but we're dropping some flames around here. We're uh, hey. we're dropping some some golden nuggets. Fire. <laughs> well, and just going back to what you said, let's talk about girls for a second. I was like yeah. you, bro. I, I told you. I didn't go to my school prom. Everyone, it was just me and someone else that didn't go to my prom in my mm. year group. And uh, in fact, in that evening, I went to the library. <laughs> I went to the library to study and I was there and I was studying and I was thinking about all my friends who were, you know, enjoying themselves. And the reason why I didn't go was simply because I didn't want to ask someone out on a date. And, and not even now, I didn't want to go out and 
enjoy myself because I knew, I thought that I couldn't enjoy myself if I was out there stuttering. So, mm. but the reason why I'm sharing this is because a few years down the line, I remember I was at university in my first year, and this is a really cool story, by the way. And we were in one of the clubs in London, Ministry of Sound, and I was with a friend who was a few years older than me, and he too had a stutter. But this guy was a player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there were all these, and I, we were as part of a group, and, uh, and, and even those who didn't stutter, they were all just, you know, holding their drinks and not willing to approach any of the girls. And this guy who had a stutter, he was turning the place on fire, getting numbers and doing all sorts of madness. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And again, it's what you said, he owned it. And the girls saw that and they picked up on that, on the fact that this guy owns his shit. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, this, guy, this guy is stuttering like a man. And that's something I tell my students, you know, if you are going to start a freaking own and start a like a man or start a like a woman, don't start a uh, only 10% or 5%. If, if you are going to start a look them in the eye, maintain yeah. a strong gaze and, and stutter and boom and, and start with a smile even. And they'll mm -hmm. see that. And you know what, as you said, that's super attractive, man. Yeah. It's attractive in all aspects, picking up girls, or a girl picking up or just, you know, picking up guys. I don't know if you can say that, um, yeah. you know, um, or vice versa, whatever, whatever you're into. Um, getting a, you know, um, a job interview um, in business, just literally anything, making new friends, right? That confidence is yeah. massive. And, Absolutely. and the truth is, if you're watching this, you're probably making the stutter much worse than what it really is. That's like the, this is, this is the honest truth of this podcast. You are making <laughs> your stutter worse than what it really is. No one really cares that much. Hate to let you know. No one really cares that much about you and your problems. Sorry. That's because, that's because they've got their own problems. They got their own problems, man. Like they got their own stuff. Again, I think I talked about this last time. Like, some people, some person isn't really insecure about his big nose or her, or her, I don't know, big forehead, I don't know, or his balding head yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like everyone has their own insecurity. Okay. And, um, you know, and if someone's bullying you or making fun of you, get rid of that person. Why, why are you spending time with that person? Like if you're here, here's, here's, here's a, a big, if you can apply this, your life will get better. If you have a toxic person in your life, get rid of them. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how to really put it. Um, you don't need to spend time with them. Right. And if you're on this, like, well, I'm trying to help other people, dude, you need to help yourself right now. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I think I told you this, I think I told you this last time, Jamal, but, um, when a plane's going down, have I given you this example before when a plane's going down, like the sure. auction masks. Okay. So, like, for example, like life's kind of like this, right? Um, and this is like, this is always a good reminder right here, which is like, you need to fix you. Um, <clears throat> when, a, when a plane's going down and the oxygen masks um, fall from the um, whatever, from above you. And yeah. I don't know if you know what the, do you know what the pilot says, Jamal? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good, good. Uh, I'm just asking. The pilot says, please put the mask on yourself first and then put it on women and children after. The pilot does not say, please help women and children or people in need first, then put the mask on yourself. Because you know what try you know what happens when you try to when you try to help others? You die yourself. <laughs> mm. Or maybe in that example, you don't even put the oxygen mask on yourself. So you're trying to help other people, but the plane's going down and you're freaking out. They're freaking out. And, and, and you don't, you haven't even helped yourself first. How can you help other people? And what the whole, the lesson of that is, is stop trying to help other people because you need to be helped first. 
like, you know, a line that I tell most people that I've coached is you need to be more selfish and you're not going to be selfish forever, but it's like, imagine you're like a Imagine life is like a cup, right? And the cup, you know, to become the best you, you got to fill up that cup. If you keep pouring the cup on everyone else, trying to help out everyone, try to fill up everyone else's cup, your cup is empty. You can't help other people anymore. There's nothing left in that cup. But you get caught in this in this mode of like, I need to help other people, and I need to you know you know make sure everyone else is good. You need to you need to make sure that you're good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, dude, like, I'm, I I, I don't want to say this like, I don't want to say I'm selfish, but I grew up trying to help everyone else but myself, and then guess what? I have no self confidence. Let's go back to the self confidence uh, lesson. There's all these different things to overcome my self-confidence. And one of the things was I needed to, to actually build my confidence. Take care of me. Love me. Look, up, look huh? after number one. Look after me. How can I help my mom if I'm depressed? How can I, how can I take care of my future family if I have no money? Because I'm giving my money out to everyone else. How could I... How could I give back to my community when my health isn't in check? Right? How could I give back when I'm not learning new things? So I needed to help me first. And if you're watching this, you need to put more energy into you and stop trying to care and make sure everyone else is good. Because guess what? When you go try to try to help that person who's in need, you end up just losing, dude. So... I, I, I don't know how we got into that, but um, <laughs> no, nah, that was fine. Bro. Something came out of it. Something came out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like fine, fix your bro. stutter, man. Fix your stutter. Fix you, bro. Be selfish. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would love your two cents on that. But people need to be more yeah. selfish because yeah, the reason why people are not happy is because they're not taking care of themselves. They're trying to help everyone else but themselves. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say the same thing, but I wouldn't frame it as being selfish. I would actually frame it as you being selfless because you can't serve other people unless you're served first yourself. You have to look after number one. And, and as you said about the cup, when your cup is full and you're in a great state of mind and you feel like, you know what, I'm set, you can give so much more. So... And if you want to apply this to finances, the more you make, the more you can give, mm -hmm. right? And same with, same with confidence. The more confident you are and the more accepting of your stutter you are, the more you can go out there into the world and the yeah. more you can just, you know, speak to people and give so much more value. So look after number one. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, and, and, and the concept of of money just kind of came to my head. Um, and I don't want to get in, into money, but um, you know, a big thing is if you guys want to go make more money, you need to better your communication. So um, that's why like, like, that's just, that's just the honest truth. Like people who are better communicators obviously do make more money. The best, the best actors are amazing communicators, the best politicians, the best to become a great CEO. You got to be a great public speaker, a great leader. Right. Um, mm. So yeah. So like, that's why like work on your speech, like, um, like accept your stutter, but that doesn't mean you don't make your, make your speech better. You know what I mean? Like, okay. You accept that you have a dad bod, but that doesn't mean you don't try to improve your dad bod. <laughs> and so if anyone who's listening, a dad bod means like, like a, like a Jamal, I'm trying to explain like a, like a, like a dad yeah. body, yeah. <laughs> like a, like a, you know, whatever, like go Google dad bods. Okay. Just um, lift up. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Your shirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lift up my shirt on this. But like, um, like improve yourself. Like accept your stutter, but make it better. Like maybe you're only sixty percent fluency. Okay, we'll go to seventy percent fluency. You will make more money. You will be your life will be better. You'll be less stressed. That's why, like, the time you're trying to help other people, invest that time into you. I'm a massive advocate. You should be investing into you. That's all I do all day long. 
I've spent, I don't know how many, how many dollars on just investing into me as a person to become, to understand myself more, um, on, on development courses, on literally traveling. Like I, I think I, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar last year and a Grant Cardone seminar. And I went to, to, to different galas, like, because I just, I constantly invest into me to make myself a better person. So, and that's what that means is just filling up the cup. So I know I'm taking the mic from you, but Jamal, you, no, this is, I hope I, I, I am blaming you, right? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, that, as in, there's no, there's no mic ownership here, bro. It's all about sharing the, um, sharing the love and yeah, what you were saying right now is spot on. Like so much value is coming out from your mouth. Like mm -hmm. I can jam here all day. And, and just listen to you. <laughs> yeah. You know what you, 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 uh, I think this is why you, you, you ran a really good podcast. Cause you pull, you pull the cell out, out of uh, people. You're a really good listener. <laughs> but yeah, man, like invest into you, invest into you, Be, like become obsessed with making yourself a better person. Um, and I think that's what the goal of life is. And how do you like, for example, like say you have a lesson, which is like self-confidence. Okay, we'll take courses on how to better your self-confidence. We'll do things that force you to increase your self-confidence. I, I, I've never really talked about this before, but I believe I'm like a, a real-life video game character. So I actually believe, okay, <laughs> from, my, from my nerds watching, I actually believe I'm a real-life video game character, okay? And um, I have like these bars, like say like, like my favorite game back in the day was RuneScape. I don't know if you've ever played RuneScape before, but that was my no. stuff. But it's like a, but you've heard of like um, like a World of Warcraft, like yeah. um, it's called an RPG, like a role-playing game. Right. So I actually believe I have these like bars, and they're like I got like my health bar, right? Um, I got like my happiness bar. I got like my love bar. I got like my relationship bar. I got like my financial bar. I got like my peace of mind bar. And I have all these different bars and they're like green, yellow, and red. And <clears throat> what I believe is like my job is to increase these bars and make them better. So when I started, okay, my communication bar was fairly low and it was like red, whatever. I'm, just, I'm, I'm giving an example. And what I did was I was like, hmm, okay, well, I can stand here and be like, my communication bar is low. Nah. Or I can be like, okay, let me be logical here. I need to increase my communication bar. Do I believe, question one, do I believe people are, are moldable or are malleable? Can they, can they become better? Or do I believe that how you are is who you'll always be? Hate that line, by the way. Oh, Daniel, this is who you are, and this is how you'll always be. Hmm. Hate that. By the way, I, I, by the way, Jamal, I blame you because you're just pulling this out of me, eh? But um, so I actually, <laughs> okay, I actually, so I, have, me, <laughs> so, so I believe that I have this bar, and my job is to increase this bar. So I'm like, okay, right. how do I increase my communication bar? Okay, well, let's just okay, let's just give an example of health. Okay, great. So my health is in the yellow. Okay, it's whatever. I'm kind of fit. I, I kind of eat clean, not really, whatever, right? I actually believe that if I keep eating burgers and fries and I drink Coke all day long, Coca-Cola and sugary drinks, and I don't get a lot of sleep and I sleep for three, four hours a night, and I don't drink a lot of water and I don't really exercise, that bar will slowly go down to red. Do you get this? Right. And I actually believe the opposite. So my bar is in the yellow for health. Okay. And we can go into like depth of like health could have like body physique, uh, energy levels, freaking um, um, bicep size, whatever, right? Like you, you can, you can go into depth. Let's just take health. I actually believe that um, if I have chicken, clean meats, organic, you know, fruit, um, vegetables, salads, lower the carb intake, have clean carbs, like, I mean, like sweet potatoes, not, not French fries and my nonna's pasta every single night. My, my bar will slowly go to green and I'm working out once, twice a day and I'm drinking a lot of, uh, of water. I'm staying hydrated. So that's how I actually think. 
not this is my body and this is all, I'll always have this dad bod. So just like my communication bar, I actually believed, and this is how I overcame my stutter, is I gamified my life. I looked at my life like a video game. Made it fun. So yeah. I made it fun. I was like, okay, so how do I overcome? How do I, I'm in the red for communication. How do I bring it to, to green? Okay, well, I have to read books about how to overcome your stutter. I got to do things. I got to learn, and then I got to do. I got to learn, and then I got to do. Learn how to public speak. Do public speaking. Oh, well, I'm better now. Learn to talk in socially anxiety, anxious situations. Go and do it. Go to a nightclub and be like, hey, how's it going? My name is... She's like, what? Never mind. I got to go. Do that, okay? Go talk in front of a room. Hey guys, my name is my name is Daniel, and do it and and get your face red, and you do that over and over. Or I did door to door. I knocked on a door. Hey, how's it going? My name is and I would always stutter on my freaking name, and I would have some people just slam the door on my face, be like, I don't have time for this, and slam the door on my face. I would do it over. I would knock hundreds of doors a day, and what I found is I did that, and my communication bar got better and better and better. And I invested three things. Time, had to go and do it over and over again. Energy, had to go actually put in the work. And then money, I had to invest those three things. And guess what? My my red bar in communication is now on the green. Is it 100%? Hell no. I never want to be at 100%. I want to keep breaking the ceiling. So that's how I look at life, dude. Holy smokes. I, just want to, I blame that's you. Amazing. No, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. And, and I think just to reiterate what you were saying, you, you can't, you can't improve while you're sitting in the comfort of your home. Yes, you can learn and study, but you talked about uh, learning action or I think it was energy doing, doing. and yeah, yeah oh, doing yeah. and money. So yeah. the, the, very fact that you're listening to this that's great but that's only the start the very fact that you're watching videos or reading books amazing but that won't get you across the finish line you have to go out there and actually be in those really awkward situations until they stop being awkward and when they stop being awkward you go out and you find even you know other situations that make you anxious and you're always pushing mm. the boat out so Growth, as I said before, and I'll say again, and I'll keep on saying it, you will never grow, you will never improve in your speech or in any area where you want to improve unless you feel uncomfortable, unless mm-hmm. it's out of your comfort zone. So if there's anything that the people listening to this want to take away from this interview, uh, from what I've said, is you need to be experiencing some discomfort in your life on a regular basis if you want to grow and and that's a fact absolutely I love, man. I love that bro well dude we're we're actually coming at, oh my god we're actually over an hour right now holy smokes i, I didn't realize that dude <laughs> holy smokes flew by, by the way man. i haven't seen the comments but it's all good um jamal is there any um you know, it's always a pleasure bringing you on. I, I think you're such a great guest and such a great host at the exact same time because you're a good listener and me and you relate, even though it's crazy. Like you're, you're, we're both at the other ends of the world and it's crazy <laughs> how like one conversation, man, we can just like, we're like friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, oh, we, we share, we share similar values. So I've always appreciated you kind of bringing you on here. Um, but yeah, is there, is there any last words, um, that you kind of want to add in, um, anything you want to say to the group, anything you want to say to the community at the overcoming stuttering community? Well, firstly, thanks to you for having me on, bro. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and just secondly, and finally, um, your stutter is something like if you were to change one thing about your stutter or the way you see your stutter, it is you need to see it in a positive way because people go out and seek coaching or therapy because they want to fix their stutter and they want to, they want to get rid of their stutter. They see their stutter as an obstacle to living their dream life. Like their stutter is blocking them 
from everything else they want to achieve uh, in their life. And they say things like, once I become fluent, I'm going to get that dream job or I'll attract the right partner or I'll do this or I'll do that. And they make their, their dream life uh, dependent on them overcoming their stutter. And that way of thinking, I want you to flip it on its head. And I want you to use your stutter to actually get you to live in your dream life, to, to get you to actually do what you want to do and not waiting for that perfect opportunity. Because believe it or not, that perfect opportunity will never come. Mm -hmm. And I've said that before, and it's one thing that I've learned the hard way. So uh, again, thank you for having me on, bro. It's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it. So where can they follow you? Is, is, is there any places where they can follow you and your podcast or websites or links? Yeah, yeah. Um, my Facebook, Facebook profile, my website is jamalmuse.com. Uh, and that's about it. And I do have a YouTube channel, but it's not very active right now. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, cool, bro. Well, it's always a pleasure. Um, hopefully we can do it again for everyone watching. Hope you guys like the fifth episode of the master your stutter podcast with the one and only Jamal Muse. And, um, this was fire, man. This was exciting. This was a really good one. So hopefully we'll see you again. And one day I'll come out to the UK and we'll, uh, we'll drink some beers at a pub. That's with people in the UK. I'm, 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 I'm just playing, but, uh, cool. Thank you, bro. I right, have a good one. Peace. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, I don't know if you've seen my free training or not, but you definitely want to check it out. I share my three secrets on how to overcome stuttering and be a confident speaker. So hop on over to MasterYourStutter.com and be sure to watch the training. After the training, you will qualify for a free strategy session with me over the phone. You don't want to miss this. So thank you again and see you on the next show.